Welcome to Getter Trash Christmas Bonus Zone 2015 Edition. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My name is Eric. I am Jason. We, uh, this is our seventh Christmas special. Is it? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but we missed last year's. Right. Yeah. Uh, so seven and eight years. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we decided to, uh, to get together and put together another special episode for you, and here we are, and you can hear a dog chewing a bone loudly in the background. It, it's the sound of Christmas. Most people think of, like, sleigh bells or, like, a crackling fire. I think of a dog chewing on a bone. Sure. And perhaps... A siren or two. We heard right. a couple of those. Motorcycles. Lots oh, of yeah. That. Or at least... It ain't Christmas if you're not out on your hog. That's true. Well, it is also... It's not Christmas unless it's 70-some degrees out. <laughs> Which it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I hope that doesn't pick up too much in the background. <laughs> uh, but it uh, should be noted that once again, we are not recording at uh, Gutter Trash HQ. We are at uh, Jason's house again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah welcome, welcome back. <laughs> this is our second time here, I believe. Yep. Now the uh, the first episode didn't turn out too bad, uh, mostly because the dog slept the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that's the main reason we're we're here. Actually, is because I worked uh, my volunteer job and my regular job today. Right. And like, but you actually, usually do though. But I don't usually work as many hours. Right. And uh, and so like I didn't want to leave my my mom to deal with this dog, especially since she's sick right now. She sure, has a, she has a <clears throat> sinus infection going. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, I was like, we should do this show here so I can, you know, make sure the dog behaves right. and doesn't keep mom awake. Right. Which is noble, and I understand that. It's, she's such a cute dog. <laughs> she's very adorable when she's not being insane. Yep. And right now, she's technically not being insane. She's just chewing on a bone. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of adorable. Yeah. It's yeah. what dogs do. It's, it, it is what dogs do. <laughs> I don't think what's helping the situation is that we actually have a guest here with us. Oh. I think I think he's instigating... A lot of her behavior today. I think he's making it worse. She's super excitable. Much like Edna, I'm super excited when our guest is around. It's true, yeah. Uh, he livens up everything. It's true. I have that effect. <laughs> Let's bring him on in. Yeah, we got uh, we got a Matt Brassfield with us. Hello, hey. everyone. What's up, Matt Brassfield? Not much. How are you guys doing? Not bad. Pretty well. Pretty so, well. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on the show. It has indeed. Yeah. This is the first time I've been on Gutter Trash, not at the headquarters, but actually sitting in Jason, the Jason Young estate, watching a dog chew on a bone. So it's been yeah. quite mesmerizing. We kind of wanted to build up to it. We didn't want to just, you know, bring you here the first time. Oh, I understand. It's also one of our rare occasions where we've uh, 
brought you in not on Halloween. I know. This is like the opposite holiday of Halloween. I think the only <laughs> only non-Halloween episode I've been on was The Wrestler. And that yeah. was like at the beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah. You've been on others, I think. Oh, that's true, because I think I was on the... You guest hosted episode. when uh, Jason wasn't around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you were on the 200th episode as well, so... With Steve, but, who got up and left in the yeah. middle of it. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, usually you're here for Halloween. Well, you're you're a spooky guy. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. into you're into the horror. I think we've established you are pretty much like the Santa of Halloween. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if there's a movie you guys usually want to see, you guys come to me. If it's a horror film, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Which is kind of funny because I think that's why I'm here today as well. Kind of. Well, I mean, <laughs> we did want to have you on as a guest because uh, it tried has been a while. Huh? We've tried a couple we, times. We tried, and uh, you failed us. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, He's a busy dude. On more ways than one. Hey, no, I look at it as, you guys wanted me on, uh, what was it, Possession? Yes. So you looked I, out there. I think I won. Yeah. In that think, well, yeah, <laughs> but you failed us because, A, you couldn't find the movie in the first place. It's true. It's true. B, you couldn't get your goddamn schedule together to be with us. My schedule is crazy. And C... You failed us by not warning us that it was going to be a horrible movie that we would not be able to get through. <laughs> well, I'm surprised Jason didn't enjoy it. <laughs> the possession? The yeah. possession? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, up your it alley. Is, it is kind of a, one of his movies. One of my movies? Yeah. I like artsy movies, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, uh, for the record, the dog has moved closer. <laughs> I like artsy movies, but that one was just awful. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about an awful movie. <laughs> or are we? <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. Because I'm thinking there might be some disparate opinions here. I would imagine so. Uh, we uh, we watched a movie. A Christmas movie. <laughs> a Christmas movie of sorts. It's got Christmas in the title. Right. It's from 1974 and it is called Black Christmas. <laughs> it's a very... It's a very, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's a black metal Norwegian <laughs> Christmas movie, but sure. You should also throw in that it was directed by Bob well, Clark. Well, we're going to get to all that shit. You hold your goddamn horses. And what is Bob Clark also no. known for? No. Come on, say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. No. You know you want to. No, I don't, because I was going to save this for last, goddamn it. <laughs> Come on, say it. Nope. Dance. Nope. We are going to talk all about him later. First we're going to talk about the movie. I don't know if I can hold off on the talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. No. All right, fine. God <laughs> damn it. I hate you, Matt Rossville. <laughs> you know, you host your own podcast. I do. And you have very regimented rules about how you run that thing. <laughs> but we're loosey-goosey here. <laughs> I know. That's why I brought it up now. <laughs> so who's, who directed this movie? The director of Black Christmas is a gentleman uh, who sadly is no longer with us, but uh, he goes by the name of Bob Clark. Okay. Uh, Bob Clark, uh, he's definitely famous for having directed a movie, uh, but to me, uh, I think my favorite movie of his is is a little zombie movie called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Oh, okay. Uh, Indeed. Yes, about a uh, group of kids who go out to an island and uh, 
they they perform some sort of ritual which brings the dead to life and the uh, the leader of this group is a, is a guy by the name of Alan who wears the most fantastic pants that have ever been worn in cinema history. In <laughs> fact, me and Eric had long discussions about writing a children's show play with dead things too that revolved around these said pants. Yes. <laughs> okay. They Jeez. are amazing pants. I'll show you what the pants look like later. <laughs> You're gonna wear them. Next oh time God. You come over. I would love to own a pair of these pants. <laughs> so, I didn't realize the guy's name then, but I do know that the other movie that this guy directed, oh. the famous movie, uh, yeah. Christmas Story. Yes, another Christmas classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ralphie, uh, you know. Uh, yep, you'll, you'll put your eye out. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, our right, nap is out of control. Yeah, the dog is our in, second guest. Yeah, is in the Valentine. <laughs> She's just very excited. Whenever Matt Brassfield shows up, uh, she gets very excited. I don't think she calms down at all. Like. Every time I'm over here, she's riled up. Every time. We try to give her a softer toy. <laughs> Make sure it's super squeaky. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> give the dog a softer toy. And she's just stopping. <laughs> So Black Christmas. Okay, yeah, she's you, just gonna bite me instead. Never mind. <laughs> you've uh, you've seen this before. I have indeed, numerous times. Yeah, this is uh, I believe our first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, should note, <laughs> this is not the movie that I originally wanted to see for for our special. Today. All right, that's true. Uh, a, a friend of mine said that uh, I should see Silent Night, Deadly Night, and I was like, you know what? I've never seen that. I don't know why I've never seen it. It sounds great. You know, we could do a gutter trash special about it. I texted that to you, and you responded with, I am not watching that piece of shit movie. <laughs> so Jason basically vetoed it. Is I, what the bottom line is? I don't know that I've ever vetoed a movie before. Uh, I mean, I don't consider that an official veto. Right, right. Yeah. But if you would have picked it, I would have vetoed it. Right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I do hate that movie. And Matt Brassfield's theory, and actually my friend's theory as well, is that maybe you're confusing it with Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. But don't you know, know. We, we can't say for sure there's a dog on my back. <laughs> Literally on my back. <laughs> I, so is, so everyone, everyone says, you know, you must be talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Is this like... Is it, is it like a thing where, you know, the first one is just amazing? I mean, the, the first one's one is... a solid horror film. The second one is what Generally Troll 2... Yeah, yeah okay. it's like Troll 2 to Troll 1 kind of thing. It's like an internet sensation. There's like ridiculous lines. There is uh, Maybe it was the second one I watched, but honestly, have so little interest in finding out <laughs> if I'm thinking of the right movie. But, that's but, fair enough. But the yeah. first one has a really cool scene because the, the, the guy works at a toy store and they have a whole display of mas- or, uh, uh, Star Wars like oh, toys yeah. from Return of the Jedi oh, still in the package. That's still pretty cool. You get to see that. That's oh, worth no. it. I don't know what movie. Silent <laughs> Night, Deadly Night? No. The, Return of the, the yeah, Gem- what was Gemini. That? Gemini. Return of the Gemini. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Star Wars Episode Three: Return of Giuseppe. You know, it's a good one. Yeah, I never heard of it. It's weird. Yeah. Movies referencing other movies. What do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so once uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night was rejected, uh, I was like, you know what? There's another Christmas-themed horror movie that I've never seen that I should, and it's a Black Christmas. I'd never heard of it. You had never heard of it. You said you were down with it. I told Matt Brassfield, and he was like, the original, right? Because there is a remake. Is there really? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. Have you? Yes. Okay. It's just a slasher film, basically. Okay. I mean, there's no mystery. There's no guessing who anything is. It's just a straight slasher film. Right. And it's mediocre at best. I seem to recall it not getting a lot of love. So. Yeah. Was yeah. it recently? Like a couple nah, years? Nah, it's... Yeah. Probably, 10 years? Yeah, okay. probably within 10 years. Okay. Uh, hmm. But yeah, so I said, of course, the original. You know? And uh, so here we are, and we watched... Uh... <laughs> Edna watched it with us, so she's she's commenting. She has a right. You know, she has just as much as right as Mr. Brassfield. No bite. No bite. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we watched Black Christmas and yeah. uh, and uh, it was star studded. It was star studded. Yeah, Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder looking fifty years older than everyone else in the cast, <laughs> and pretty much playing herself and playing a sorority girl. Yeah, a drunk sorority girl as herself. <laughs> <laughs> A chain-smoking alcoholic, Margot Kidder. <laughs> she did great. She was pretty good in this. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen any non-Lois Lane Margot Kidder movies. Really? Yeah. Uh, Amityville Horror. I never saw that. I was going to say, because she's, she's just like a normal housewife on that one. So I, I, mean, I thought that was Karen good. Allen. No. Margot Kidder plays, and she plays Kathy Lux. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't she in Raiders of the Lost Ark? That was yeah. Karen Allen. Oh, was no. it? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that's not Margot Kidder. Oh, okay. She was in her Karen mate. Allen is the prettier Margot Kidder. And, huh. and Margot Kidder's famous roles are Superman, the Superman series, and Amityville Horror and Black Christmas. So then is Margot Kidder known as the drunker Karen Allen? <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Okay. It's very possible. <laughs> huh. Interesting. All I know is I know that uh, you're not a fan of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but I think we can all agree that Karen Allen definitely held up pretty well over the years. Margot Kidder most likely has not. <laughs> Actually, I did see Margot Kidder probably about eight years ago. Yeah, it's, it's been sooner than that. I saw her at a horror convention. Yeah, so oh, yeah. yeah. She was at uh, Horror Hound a couple years ago. She looks a little rough, but she I think rough, yeah. I think years of alcohol and then mental disorders right. and medications and stuff like that. And, I think. Oh yeah, and cigarette smoking. Of oh yeah, yeah. Look, how, guess how we're gonna look in twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah. All, all three of us. We're yeah. gonna look great. <laughs> I think Edna might look alright. Edna not, will look. None of us. Edna will look okay, but the three of us, we don't smoke, we don't drink that much. No. We're we are the pictures of health. The three of us. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true <clears throat> but yeah then uh, Olivia Hussey mm-hmm. was uh, mm-hmm. also in this movie she's great yeah I, she, uh, I enjoy me some Olivia Hussey 
most famous for uh, playing Juliet in the, I believe, 60s Romeo and Juliet, which uh, was famously banned at my school because she shows her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> for me, she will always be uh, Mrs. Bates from Psycho 4. Ah. So she plays Psycho Mrs. Bates Four. in Psycho 4. Oh. <laughs> I stopped watching that movie after one. <laughs> uh, I love the Psycho movies. I, I love the first one, yeah. I love all of them. Although I did see three at some point in time. Yeah. And I tried to watch Bates Motel, which was just a mistake. I have not tried on that one yet. <laughs> no. I like the uh I like the movies too much, so eventually I'll get to the T V show, but uh, pretty much you're just waiting for hey, when's Norman gonna fuck Norma? <laughs> uh so who else was oh the dad from uh, John Nightmare Saxon, yeah, John Saxon from yeah. Enter the Dragon as well. Exactly, martial arts expert. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. yeah, he's in Enter the Dragon. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh man, Jason, you're killing yeah, me. He was also in an episode of The Rockford Files where he played a martial arts expert. <laughs> so he either plays a cop or a martial arts expert. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so what we're trying to say is John Saxon is a martial arts expert. He was also <laughs> maybe a cop. <laughs> He's uh, born for those roles. In this one, he shows off his cop skills. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. He does uh, a lot of bone detection. Oh, he does. Uh, yeah, he does do a lot of just sitting. Some gripping phone detection. Yep, yep. Well, my my guess would be is that they probably had him for like a day or two, right. and most of it was one set, so they could just hammer it all out. Yeah. Right. And uh, Andrea Martin, famous from uh, SCTV. No, is that the dude that was trying to trace the phone call? No. Okay. Andrea Martin. I don't know. Is a no. woman's name. It's Canadian. It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kier Dulia is in the movie. Who, I don't uh, know one either. He's Dave from 2001. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one was he? Dave. I mean, in this movie. Oh, he was uh, the piano player guy, Peter. Really? Yep. That was Dave? That was Dave. Wow. <laughs> Dave, that... what are you doing with your career, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think my favorite, no. one of my favorite no. characters is the guy who plays Santa for the children. Oh, he's great. Who literally his whole lines is ho 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 shit, <laughs> ho 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 fuck. It's like they would have asked me to be Santa. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't. Edna, calm your shit down. <laughs> She's excited to be on the show. This is our first canine guest, unless you count Jeremy Hoyt. <laughs> uh, attacked. No, Ed. Lord. Ed, no. She's out of control tonight. She does not want us to talk about Black Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so should we talk about what we liked about Black Christmas? Yes. Okay. Well, I liked most of it. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I did. That's I, more than I liked. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Eric. I like parts <laughs> of this movie, but... Those parts are small and few and far between. <laughs> well, let's hear what the few um, are that you did enjoy. I, I really liked, I think my favorite part was the uh, POV crazy shots of the killer. Like, I thought that was done really well. And it wasn't just like, you know, your typical slasher POV shot where he's just lumbering around. It was like 
you really felt like this guy was insane. <clears throat> like the way he was just thrashing around, knocking shit over, and just you know creeping around, and it just it felt really interesting and and, and unique. I mean, I recently watched a movie where there was a POV shot. Uh, and this was masterfully done uh, compared to that other film. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where apparently someone just uh, held a gun underneath the camera so that you could just see the barrel uh, of the gun. Uh, but they, the doom shot, if you yeah. will. <laughs> but, but they were just pointing at a wall pretty much the entire time and not really doing anything. Are you sure you weren't just playing Goldeneye? No, I was watching a movie. Or something that somebody actually put to film <laughs> and showed to others. I, I like proudly that. showed to others. <laughs> I, I like that a lot, and I, I like the general just feel the look of the film, like the uh, like it wasn't quite grainy, but it had like this kind of odd. I mean, it might just be like seventies. It was yeah, it's probably just age. But yeah, yeah I think the colors, like it looked cool. The colors, everything looked really neat. Like I was impressed with that. I like the the phone call aspect too a lot. The the multiple voices where the guy would call and right. do multiple voices on the phone. Stuff that I think added to the creepy level of it as well. I personally was uh, fascinated by an aspect of it and I think Jason was as well. Uh, but th- there was a little bit of a, of an educational aspect to this movie, yeah. in which we learned how detectives in the seventies would trace phone calls. <laughs> yeah, they physically <laughs> trace them. They run around. There's a giant warehouse full of like wires switch and the switchboards, right, and, yeah. and they run around looking for the one that has the other uh, call on the other line. Yeah, it's fascinating. I did not know that. I did that not either. Not entirely sure that is how it works. Me but neither. <laughs> if they went to the that that uh, that effort to show us, I'm gonna guess it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe we can neither confirm nor deny that that's how that happens. It, it, <laughs> it was yeah, it was a little strange. It was very strange. Like yeah, because they're trying to trace the phone call of this killer, and the cop is like, "I'll be at the uh, the switchboard," and I thought maybe he would just like it would light up and like you know, right. kind of tell him what area it was coming from. But he's like literally running around, like picking up switches, listening to see what, what voices on the other line on, yep. on that switch, like all over this giant warehouse full of, <clears throat> it was bizarre. It was, uh, I think we're just too used to, you know, these newfangled, uh, computers and stuff that they use to trace phone calls in your, in your CSIs and your <laughs> NCISs. Right. <laughs> I think another aspect that works is the most of the girls are likable and it has yeah. a kind of like a dark comedy aspect to it too. There's moments that they only, throw in that are intentionally supposed to be kind of funny. I feel like only in the first fourth of the movie. I don't know. Cause the, I, the, the bumbling guys that come to the door and I laughed quite a bit throughout. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. The bumbling guys are late in the film, but I feel like 80% of the comedies in the first like, 20 minutes of the movie. No, I think it spread out. I mean, there's definitely a lot more at the beginning, but, you know, especially when Margot Kidder is at full force. And, and, full and, drunken and, force. Yeah. And Mrs. Mack, the, 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 like, marm lady. Yeah, the, the house mom. Yeah. She's like a cross between Mrs. Garrett from Facts of Life <laughs> and Hunter S. Thompson. And the penguin. <laughs> yeah. And the penguin from uh, Adam West Batman. Who drinks a lot of booze. Yeah. <laughs> well, who doesn't? <laughs> Yeah, she was funny, but like I, I, yeah, I swear, like some of those scenes were like straight up comedy, like Laurel and Hardy style mm-hmm. of comedy. Right. I think 
you know, there's definitely an imbalance between, you know, the the comedy and the, the horror, but yeah. you know, I think I think it was peppered enough throughout that, you know, I, I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. And I think Bob Clark also is is you know, he's got a pretty strong ear for comedy. Right. You know, even his horror movies have a dark comedy yeah. aspect to him. Like children, you know, shouldn't play with dead things is is kind of hilarious in parts mm. and intentionally so and did this come before or after mm, god 74 what was i think it's after i think children's would have came before okay because i think children's was what um 72 i think you're right yeah uh which is weird because i feel like he maybe had a better grasp on how to balance horror and comedy in that one and with this one not so much yeah. but he didn't write this one either no. so and you got to think this was the beginning of the slasher craze yeah. because I mean, it came out the same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, right. and it predates Halloween. It predates Friday the 13th and it does a good job of taking the slasher killer, hiding the face, hiding its, his identity. Everything's point of view shot when it's not point of view shot. You're only getting glimpses mostly right. of his eyes right. and dark. That is one aspect of this that I really enjoyed, is that they do not explain the killer at yeah, all. Yeah, and uh, you know we never know why he's there, who he is, why he's doing what he's doing. And did you catch he kept saying different names? He was different names too, because he would say Billy at but some time. Mostly and, Billy. Yeah, like, I don't ever recall hearing any other. But and then he would claim that whoever he was talking to was some other girl name that yeah. he would be like, we can't tell him. And it sounded like Agnes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was hard to hear sometimes. Uh, well, and it was chaotic too. It's chaotic right. and, you know, seventies and, you know, deteriorated sound and also dog playing constantly. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's <laughs> got a lot of energy. Yeah. And even the cat was acting up today, which yeah. is, Totally unlike you. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he was showing off. Again, Matt Brassfield was here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all get a little excited. I know. It's, it must be the Axe Body Spray. <laughs> that's that's got to be it. I don't know. I Honestly, I found it boring. Uh, it's slow in parts, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I would ever watch it again. See, and I like the beginning part, which a lot of people would say is slow, but... To me, it's a little chaotic, like Christmas time. Right. People are gearing up to leave. People are trying to exchange presents. There's I, phone calls. I, there's I, family. I, there's this. Hey, come do this. I really like the beginning. Like, if more of the second, or, or like, if the, if the, I think the middle of the movie suffers from being a little slow in places. Because, uh, yeah, I like the beginning of it as well. Yeah. Uh, but then after, like, the first kill... Because, I mean, the movie opens with our killer entering the house. Right, yeah. You know, but then it's also in the midst of this Christmas party and whatever else is happening. And then, you know, just, you know, the mystery of what's happened to this girl is going on. Yeah. But then after that, like, nothing happens for a while. Yeah. And it, it is, a lot of it is, you know, a little bit of forced comedy with, you know, the... the Mrs. Mack and <laughs> right. you know. Well, and then at the middle section really is, is the the first murdered victim's father trying to yeah, find yeah. his missing daughter, and that takes a large portion of it. 
and then the girls starting to wonder what is going on and why, right? You know, their and friends the midst, missing, and right. And in the midst of this, there's also you know prank phone calls happening, and you know they're trying to figure out that aspect of it. And Olivia and, Hussey has drama with her boyfriend. Yep, with uh, Dave from 2001. <laughs> uh, drama. Yep. Uh, he wants to go up on that space station, and uh, she won't let him. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> she doesn't want little Norman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, there's... <laughs> a uh, pregnancy aspect that sort of comes out of nowhere. Like a plot line that just... It's like, what about the baby? And I'm like, what? What about the baby? What baby? Do you think they were just trying to fill some scenes, or is that just to, no, I to think, flesh out the characters? I think flesh out the characters, well, my opinion, is flesh out the characters and then add a new level of the creepiness to try to make Dave the red herring. Right. Because then the phone call person starts using the terms, don't kill the baby, and what about the baby, and that right. kind of stuff. And crying like a baby in between, right. acting like a mother and father fighting with each other, and... So I think it just became more of a uh, eerie plot twist, mm. so that they could add another layer of creepiness yeah. to the killer. So Build up uh, Peter as you know a false yep. suspect. So I don't know if we really said, but it, it it's yeah, it takes place Christmas. It's a horror movie. It basically revolves around this one sorority house where yeah. where women keep um, disappearing or running into people right. and, uh, and, and being killed. Uh, and, and the Christmas aspect is, is almost incidental. Like, you know, I mean, it's called Black Christmas, but literally... There's Christmas be, lights, and that's about it. Right, but this could literally snow. just be called Black, you know, Spring Break. <laughs> right, or, yeah. or, <laughs> Black Winter Break. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Christmas aspect almost has no bearing. Like, you know, nobody is an evil Santa or right. anything like yeah. that. Well, yeah, know. there is. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> <laughs> What is essentially a pointless scene? <laughs> Just watch Margot Kidder get an underage kid drunk. That is pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Margot Kidder, you're the best. Yeah. But I liked it. I've always liked it. I seen it on cable when I was a kid. I, I think maybe if I had seen it when I was younger, I might have a little bit of built-in nostalgia for it. But yeah, I found it most of all just boring. Yeah, I mean, I felt myself getting a little bit sleepy, you know, during the sort of uh, latter third of it. But I, overall, I think I really enjoyed the entire thing. I think uh, I would like to watch it again, you know, under slightly more ideal circumstances. Right, yeah. yeah. You mean being baked? You like to watch movies being oh, baked? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And also not, you know, spending the first 30 minutes looking out the door to make sure... Our Chinese delivery guy was here. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. We ordered Chinese about twenty minutes before we started the movie, and uh, about an hour into the movie, it showed up. Yeah, and it was like thirty minutes yeah, into the movie. Yeah, uh, it felt like an hour. <laughs> I was so hungry. That was probably part of it. Yeah, maybe that's why you didn't uh, enjoy the movie. It's possible. Yeah. If I have a full belly, I enjoy entertainment more. Sure. Who doesn't? That's why they always have you fill out surveys after you've eaten. Like right. if you go somewhere and you know, there's a survey involved. Right. It's usually after you eat. 
But to me, I think the acting works, the killer works, uh, the use of soundtrack works, which is very little. A lot of it's just ambient noise, yeah. phone ringing, yeah. uh, wind, that Actually, kind of stuff. Actually, uh, especially you know, in the very last scene of the movie, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a 40-year-old movie at right. this point, so fuck it. You know, basically, uh, the wrong killer has been caught. And we know that the real killer is still lurking around in the house. Right. Uh, and our, our victim, our final girl, you know, is, is you know, medicated because she's been through a lot of stress and trauma. And basically all the people who are supposed to be there protecting her basically leave. And the entire scene has like an almost Robert Altman feel to it. Where it's just like a lot of overlapping talking, yeah, and like you can hear like people like in rooms that we're not even privy to, you know, having conversations while our main characters are talking as well. Uh, kind of like you know we're having a conversation here, and you can hear a dog chewing <laughs> on a bone <laughs> and laying on my legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's elements that are interesting about it, but yeah. I don't know. I will say that uh, these are some of the worst goddamn cops I've ever seen in any movie. Well, yeah, the fact that they didn't check the attic where right. other dead bodies are. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's still a missing girl. Like, her father is still hanging out, waiting to find out what's happened to her. Right. And no closure for that guy. No closure for that guy. Apparently, he has some sort of heart attack. He goes in the shot. Right. Passes out. Uh, but, yeah, the, you know, that girl's missing, and the uh, the, the, the school mom is missing. Uh, but they're right upstairs. They don't check the attic. No. Why would you think to look there? Well, the 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 school mom they thought left because she told them that she was leaving. Uh-uh. So, but still, that's another body that's upstairs that they should have checked the the attic. So yeah, what yeah. what this movie says is the cops in that town are useless. Yeah. <laughs> well, the detective's more worried about Freddy Krueger than. Yeah, that it's is true. true. Yeah. Well, that's because his daughter is you know, directly affected by that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and his deputy is an idiot. Yeah. Felicio. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new call sign. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed this movie. But, yeah. Did you? I guess it was okay. Yeah. But that's, could, a, that's, about, that's about the highest praise I can give it. He's, <laughs> he's changing his stance. I, I still I still doubt if I would ever watch it again. But So, on one to four bar facts... <laughs> If we're, yeah, if we're doing this in the living room of war, one to four barf bags, Jason, what would you give it? Oh, one, for sure. Yeah. Eric, Schomborn, what would you give Black Christmas? Two and a half. Two and a half? I would probably give it two and a half, three. So me and Eric are right on. Jason, you are the weakest link at this point. Edna, how many... Uh... Don't say that. She might actually just barf. She says four. Edna loved it. She loved it. It excited her very much. She's wagging her tail, so yeah. <laughs> Alright, you want to take a small break here?
Hey, welcome back to Good Trash Christmas. Hello. Hello. So Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Can't think of any other couple of fellas and and canine I'd rather be <laughs> spending my Christmas with. Well, that's good. Aww. Well, thank you. <laughs> it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I feel warm and fuzzy. Somebody good. loves me. You've had a couple. Beers, I've had so. a couple. Beers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, it's Christmas time. It is. Yeah, I know we we've done this a lot, so our our stories probably don't change that much about right. Christmas and Christmas memories. But you know, we got any plans happening? Not me. Just just taking it easy. No no traveling. Just just a low key Christmas with mom and my brother and your dog and and my dog Ed. My Christmas plans are pretty much the same as Jason's. Low key, just gonna hang out with my family, mom and dad, and brother, and his wife and daughter, and my girlfriend Juliet. That's about it. I uh, do not have a girlfriend this year, so I will not be doing anything like that. Uh, but I will be going to my parents' house and hanging out there pretty much to escape uh, the crushing loneliness that I would normally feel. And free food. And free food. <laughs> and uh, actually, I am doing a little traveling. On Saturday, I'm going to go to Indianapolis to visit my brother and also come back the same day. But, That's uh, cool. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, pretty low-key myself. Uh, yeah. Low-key Christmases. Low-key. As guardians. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to ask you guys a question. I always oh, like doing no, this. No. So what was... Your guys' favorite Christmas present that you ever got on Christmas Day. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think my brother and I got a joint Christmas present. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got a joint. Our parents were like, you're 14. You might as well be smoking weed. No, I, uh, I think they gave us a present that was like for us to share. It was the G.I. Joe headquarters nice. one Christmas. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Did you guys share it, or was there a lot of fighting? No, we did. Yeah, we were we were good sharers. Well, that's good. Yeah. Same with me and my brother. We've always been good yeah. at because he's only three years older, so it's like not that big of an age difference. Right. How about you, Eric? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I don't. My brothers were like twenty years older than me. You know, when I was a kid, so no, no. Memories like that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I got a Nintendo once for Christmas, and that was probably the best one, or at least the one that I was most excited about. Uh, but actually, like, like, as far as, like, something that makes me feel good thinking about, you know, getting it, uh, actually happened last year and yesterday. Uh, last year, uh, my, my girlfriend at the time, you know, like I said, we're not together right now, but you know, she still gave me probably one of the best Christmas gifts that I've ever received just because of the meaning behind it. I don't want to talk about dirty stuff on this podcast. No, it's not dirty. Oh. Uh, but she, she got me uh Hawkeye number one, the, uh, Matt Fraction and, uh, David Aha. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, series. I used to have a copy of uh, issue number one and it, uh, disappeared and uh, under uh, dubious uh, right, uh, right. means 
And uh, she uh, went out and found me a replacement. And that was probably the sweetest thing that I've ever gotten. That was nice. It's very uh, thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then actually yesterday, uh, Jason and I both uh, volunteer at a uh, place called Weaker Arts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not together, uh, but but I'm there on Tuesday evenings. And uh, one of the the kids I work with uh, pretty much every week uh, is a kid by the name of Paul, and you know, he's he's uh, got some severe you know developmental dis- disabilities, and uh, he was not there yesterday, but his mom came in and gave me a present. Aww, from Paul. That's cool. For, That's awesome. Basically, for you know working with him every week. That's cool. I feel all warm inside right yeah. now. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, and it's not a thing that I'll probably ever use. Like, I'll probably wind up just giving it to somebody. It was, uh, I mean, it's nothing big either. It was just, uh, it was, uh, hot cocoa mix. Oh, That's neat, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But, but it just kind of punched me, like, right in the heart. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, oh, right? Yeah. Well, it shows that you working with him means something to him, that yeah. he thought that's about awesome. getting you something, yeah. no matter how big or small or whatever. It was a really thought, cool. definitely, on that. Yep. It was pretty great. That was really cool. I bet it's pales in comparison to the present I got you. Oh? <laughs> pales. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so Jason uh, pulled out some packages here. I always pull my package when we do that. Sadly, it was not his dick this right. time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, God. <laughs> you can't win them all, Eric Schoenborn. <laughs> Damn it. I need a win. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, there's uh, one for me and one for Matt. Yeah, before and the show, I started to give you guys gifts, and you had the brilliant idea of opening them on the show. Yeah, why not? This is this is not unlike Geraldo opening uh, <laughs> Al Capone's. Al Capone's. Uh, I started to say King Tut's tomb. <laughs> I don't think that's what he did. Nah. No, he did not do that. <laughs> but uh, we'll go ahead and I'll let our guest open his first. I'm gonna let my dog out while you do it. All right. Alright, do you just want to open them at the same time? No, you're going to open up yours first and uh, keep the paper away from the mic. That's probably good advice. I have gotten from Mr. Jason Young the Amazing Spider-Man newspaper strips, paperback book, and... (laughs) Move this. King Kong Bunday comic (laughs) issue one and two. The complete series. Why, thank you, sir. <laughs> I can tell you this much right now. I will do a blog update about King Kong Bunday and dedicate it to you. Awesome. Do you have either of those <laughs> I items? do not. Okay. Did you know those existed? I did not. Awesome. <laughs> That's what we like to see. Wow. King Kong Bunday. <laughs> For those that don't know who King Kong Bunday is, he is a gigantic wrestler from the 80s. Oh, he was a big guy. Big bald guy with... You know what's weird? I kind of flipped through those. Um, you know, it's it's pretty like. It reminds me of those rock and roll comics, as far as like oh, that's awesome. You know, the quality. I mean, like that's not supposed to be an insult. It's just no, not, yeah. not not like high professional quality. But in the back, there's a pinup section, and you know, and the pinups kind of follow suit. There's just some odds and ends, except for there's one by Ron Friends. Huh. Like just like this Marvel artist did did one of the pinups of King Kong Bundy. He wow. must really love King Kong yeah, Bundy as much awesome. as I do. Yeah. Or they were able to mate his uh, his commission rate. Right. Yeah. 
But thank you, Jason Young. That's very cool. You're very welcome. Those are two of the most Matt Brashfield appropriate gifts he <laughs> right? probably it is got. true. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man paperback and King Kong Bundy. That is very... Uh, Spidey's in full color, too. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> the best is it's, it's the good. newspaper ones, too. I know. It smells like it, too. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's... The classic rotten ink smell. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. All right, yours might not be as exciting. It's oh, more, it's more utilitarian. That's uh, usually how things go for me. Uh, it's the Big John Stud comic series. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. It could be any wrestler comic series, and I would have the exact same reaction. <laughs> oh, he's opening the package. He is indeed. Uh-huh. It's comic books. <laughs> it is. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all you need to know, right? <laughs> nice. I have three blank variant sketch covers. Yeah. I know you like to do the sketches. I do indeed, and I, I love the paper that these things oh, are made on. Such pretty paper. Uh, we got a Batman 66, which is actually my third Batman 66 <laughs> blank right, variant, right. which is 1,000% okay. Yes. <laughs> So I think I saw it at a store a couple months ago. I was like, ah, do I need another one? <laughs> yeah, I wrestled with it. Oh, you are into wrestling then. I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a uh, G.I. Joe number one, which uh, from IDW. Uh, now, I will say this. Uh, this is bagged and board, so I'm not going to open it right now. But uh, I recently got a Judge Dredd uh, blank variant cover. This is the same way. Same way? Yeah. All right, yeah. The Marvel and DC, when they do blank covers, uh, it's front and back. Wraparound. Uh, you know, so I can draw on the front and the back cover. With the IDW, they only do the front cover blank. Oh, and it's, it's ads on the back. Yeah. But still, hey, G.I. Joe. I, I, uh, I, thought, I thought you liked G.I. Joe. You've been rewatching G.I. Joe cartoons, right? I, a couple years ago, I yeah. rewatched all the, the classic ones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think there was like a span of like a month where. Your blog had a lot of G.I. Joe. I, guys, mostly by your request. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. So, but I was totally down with drawing it. <laughs> so who's going on that cover? Roadblock, oh. Shipwreck, oh, Gung Ho? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Stalker. Shipwreck's one of my absolute favorites. <laughs> I mean, you know, my my goal with these blank covers is, you know, that somebody would say, hey, I would like to pay you to draw this on this cover, and then I would draw that on the cover. Well, listener, now is your time. Uh, to, there you uh, go. You, so far, you have Batman 66 or G.I. Joe to choose right. from. And also, I now have an X-Men giant size. I, I, I went with the giant size because it just seemed... Sure. Yeah, more perfect. I mean, when we're talking giant sized comics, though, I definitely prefer Man Thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> giant sized Man Thing. But I'll take a giant sized X Men. A giant sized X Men number one. That's the first appearance of the all new X Men. Yeah, it's worth about $2,000. Right. And this one had a blank variant. Yeah. That's amazing. Back in 1974. <laughs> they three? were visionaries. Who uh, knew they did those blank I, variant I, covers I, back then? I didn't. Chris Claremont knew what the fuck was going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's seen the future. <laughs> Yeah, there was no Sovereign Seven blank variant. Because <laughs> Chris Claremont knew the future. Yeah, right? He's like, nobody's going to want to draw a Sovereign Seven in 10 years from now. <laughs> Not even the guy I hired to work on this book. 
Mm. Well, thank you, sir. Oh, you're very welcome. Those will most likely all get drawn on at some point. Sweet. That's why I look forward to seeing yeah. Especially the G.I. Joe one. I'm always excited to see yeah. G.I. Joe characters. You know, like I said, uh, if somebody maybe. wants to pay me to draw maybe, something... Maybe I can yeah. buy it back from you. Could be. <laughs> or uh, if that doesn't happen, I'm more than happy to just draw any request that you would have. Oh, yeah. okay. You just said shipwreck. Uh, and I have drawn super yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. you have. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't know this was happening, so neither Matt nor I brought anything for you. Well, that's okay. I just, brought my friendship. Your, your mere presence in my home and your toleration of my canine <laughs> is, is present enough. But yeah, I'll uh, definitely... Uh... Do a blog update on King Kong Bundy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm pretty sure that's the entire series. There might be another one, but it looked like it was. Cool. Yeah. I'll see if I can. uh, I'll do some research. See how many more (laughs) in it. Sweet. So he was he was always a villain, right? King Kong Bundy. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of wrestlers kind of switch sides. What do they they have a name for that? Uh, just good guy or heel. Right. Yeah. Or face or heel. Basically, they don't have a name for when they toggle. Okay. Uh, whore. <laughs> King Kong Bundy was also in Richard Pryor's movie. You guys oh, yeah. That? yeah. I actually watched that not that long ago. That's a great movie. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> King Kong Bundy was in it. I wouldn't have known him if, uh, <laughs> if there would have been a giant flashing, uh, you know, superimposed King Kong Bundy with an arrow pointing right at him. I still wouldn't have pointed him out. <laughs> Did you know that, before tonight, did you know there was a man named King Kong Bundy? I had heard the name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, and would have known him as a wrestler. Yeah. He was classic, <laughs> classic 80s <laughs> bad guy. Gazoon said. Thank you. He reminds me of uh, King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Oh, yeah, I think that's probably where they got that. That's <laughs> probably where they got that. So what else is going on, guys? Eh, not much. What you guys working on? What you guys doing? We're drawing. Yeah, you're drawing. I'm really not. Eric's really not, I but just, Jason's drawing. I, I just finished up my very first all-full-color comic. Nice. Um, it's a split comic with a, an artist named Ken Mentor from Lexington, Kentucky, USA. And uh, we each wrote a story for the other to draw. They're just like five-page stories, so it's not, not huge. But I've never drawn a full-color <clears throat> entire strip so i was it was really fun, it was fun when's to, it when's it coming out um i think either in january or february I, I hope in january that way i can have it to take to ice and oh nice it would are can they get it like can people get it for, through your website or his or um, is it both or? it should be both uh cool. once it comes out we haven't figured all that out yet because he's doing all the printing um i just sent him all the files so my 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 share is done. <laughs> so I'm just waiting on the books to arrive in the mail. Come on, Eric, you got to be doing something. Eh, I got nothing. I literally have nothing. Uh, I've I have not been able to get much work done in the past month or so, and it's a little frustrating. But uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've just I've got nothing. Just just desperately desperately. Trying to find commissions when I can, and, and uh, no biters. No biters. Uh, Edna will bite. Oh, she'll bite, yeah. but she won't pay for anything. No. Well, no. Goo, on the other hand, he will pay before he bites. Yeah, see? He's 
He's Much considerate, more. like most cats. Yeah, Edna's just cheap. Yep, like where, all dogs. Where are you working on, Mr. Braskin? Oh, um, still doing on? updates for my blog on Rotten Inc. Um, working on a comic project with you, but I don't think you want to announce it quite yet. Well, it's a super secret project. It's a super secret. So we're working on a comic project. Um, still shooting Baron Von Porkchop's Terrifying Tales of the Macabre. Um, you gonna be uh, making a new movie called Wolf Hunter Three anytime soon? I will not be, but I did have talks with the director Matt Hoffman about possibly having him make another Wolf Hunter motion picture, which you watched with us. I did on our podcast not yeah, too long ago, and you enjoyed it. You should should mention the fact that you now have a podcast of your own. I do have a podcast of my own. Uh, it's called The Living Room of Horror. Um, it's has, me. Hasn't launched yet, has it? Has not okay. launched yet. Okay. Um, it's me, uh, my cousin Steven Alexander, and my friend Josh Weinberg, and occasionally special guests, which you, Jason, have special guests on two of them so far. That's right. And Eric has special guests on one, and has even came over and just hung out and watched us record it and watched the movies with us. Yeah, on those two episodes, you'll probably hear me laughing in the background like if I was Paul F. Tompkins or somebody. <laughs> He was our Ed McMahon you that chew, night. Do you chew on any bones or anything in the background? Uh, no. Because no. people love that. I, people will tune in for that. I maybe took a sip from a bottle of pop that you might be able to pick uh, up. That's kind of similar. It's yeah. the same, same Like I said, genre. I did laugh and, and wheezed a couple times, but uh, <laughs> no, I did not chew on any bones or jump up and down or <laughs> lay on Matt Brassfield's legs. Aww. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much to your disappointment. I know. I know. He didn't want to move our uh, recording device because I have to wear headphones and it moves the <laughs> recording device. So he just didn't. He didn't want to ruin the show. Maybe or, next time. Maybe, maybe next, next time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hope I'm uh, going to be a guest again at some point because I enjoyed myself. It is. Uh, it's very possible indeed. Yeah. We have. Uh, we have quite a bit of episodes in the can already. Yeah. So we're just getting ready to. Uh, we're fine tuning some stuff, um, and then once we get it fine tuned, then. We're going to pass it around, let people listen to it, see what people think first before we do anything with it, and then we'll see where it happens. Nice. Yeah, that's weird, because most podcasts, uh, they just record it and put it out. I know. <laughs> I think, it, honestly, I think the reason it is, it's the uh, TV uh, director in me. Right. Because everything is fine-tuned. Well, this isn't TV. I know. I can't break it. Just like it took me a long time when I was... Uh, First started shooting Terrifying Tales of the Macabre, I came from a background of shooting no budget and independent horror films, so even my style and thought process of shooting that was still stuck in shooting independent horror films, basically. It does explain why, because I didn't so much notice it the first time I was there as an, uh, an actual guest, but uh, being there as the audience uh, for the last two episodes, uh, I did notice it greatly that... You talk to the audio recorder as if it were a television camera, yep. and you look at it as if you're looking into the camera, and you make motions to it, yep. and you make motions to an invisible audience. Yep. And it's a little weird. But I'm not the only one, because I noticed Steven does it, too. Because Steve I does, think... but I think it's probably because of you a little bit. Or it's because he's, he does independent movies and shows with me, so I think, too, he... Yeah. Is kind of stuck. Weinberg's just in his own world. 
Well, I haven't been there for a Weinberg. I'm <laughs> guessing I probably won't be. <laughs> no. There's a... Uh, uh, the, the, dog, the, the, the first episode me. that I was there in the audience, it was just you and Steve. <laughs> and then... Uh, Second time it was uh, Maurice. Yep, was was your guest? Yep, uh, who was actually in the movie that you guys watched? Yep, that's cool yeah. to have a guest from the movie. It was pretty fun listening to. Uh, well, I mean, we can say because it's it's further down the line, so we're going to ruin the surprise. But we watched uh, Wolf Hunter two. Oh yeah, um, and Maurice played uh, Duke, one of the other Wolf Hunters. So it was nice to hear his um, stories of how he got hired and the process of making the film and stuff like that, especially since it was a no budget movie. So it was interesting to hear some of his, uh, his stories of, uh, behind the scenes stuff (laughs) of working with the director and such. (laughs) Those are always good. (laughs) It was a pretty entertaining show. Yeah. And also I have to say this, uh, because I did not get a chance at all to talk on your podcast about it. Because you wouldn't let me. Whatever. <laughs> but Wolf Hunter 2, maybe the greatest movie that I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it rates up there. Wow. The best way to describe it is it's a beautiful disaster. I mean, it is it is of the quality of The Room. Right. Or, you know, uh, Troll 2 even. Just just a horrible, horrible movie that I loved so damn much did, while watching it. Did you like my performance? I texted you <laughs> in the middle of the movie when you show up. I think you said I was crushing it. You killed it. That's yep. what you said, yeah. However, you still paled in comparison to one Joe Grunenwald. Oh, he's great, yeah. <laughs> and I mean this legitimately. He may have been the best actor in that movie. Oh, yeah. No, he's good. He's very good. He is legitimately good in that movie. He's very animated when he talks, too, in that sure. movie. That's what, that's what makes this scene. And you were I think you were in character, though. You were playing kind of a stoner, I'm guessing. Right. I was possibly stoned at the time. Right, yeah. Stoned yes. or drunk. We're not quite sure. <laughs> no, I think I was drunk, actually. <laughs> I, I know I wasn't stoned, but I think I was drunk. And it's always fun to revisit... Uh, uh, Jason haircuts of old. Oh yeah, what what was it in that one? Uh, swooped over to the side. All right, yeah, like eighties skater style, but Kinda, in the late nineties. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> I would say probably mid two thousands. Yeah, probably two thousand. Yeah, probably probably two thousand six. Yeah, that somewhere around right. there. Yeah, <laughs> I was bringing it back. <laughs> you were trying. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you can do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like a Christmas miracle happened tonight. I think so, too. Yeah. Right in my in my heart. We watched Black Christmas. We got gifts. Edna chewed on bones and is finally <laughs> yes. going to sleep <laughs> at the end of the podcast. Right, of hey course. Guys, can we restart? <laughs> now that she's asleep? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would just rile her up some more. <laughs> she's like, oh, they're starting again? Let me just go chew on everything in the house. <laughs> Including the cat, right? Yeah. Which she has happened. been doing for like the last five minutes. Until yeah. she is now sleeping. He's pretty good about slapping her into place, though. Yeah. Goo. Goo is an old man. He is. He does not want to take any shit. No. <laughs> Too old for that. Yeah, it's like, it's it'd be like a five-year-old child wanting to play with a 90-year-old man right? all day long. And he's just like, fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'm old. 
<laughs> and he's got no front claws, right. so he can't really even. <clears throat> can't really, yeah, teach her a lesson, Because right. yeah, if he had claws, I'm sure she wouldn't be messing right. with him she'd, at all. She'd anymore. have a scarred up nose yeah. and a better view on things. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, she's fucking adorable. Yeah, right. It's too bad this lasts about eight minutes per day. Right. She well, knows we're talking about her. Yeah. When Matt and I leave, we'll make sure we roll her back up. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Look at that stare. Actually, I probably will walk her when you guys leave. Since it was like pouring the rain when we started, when we right before we did the show, so I haven't yeah. actually walked her. It's today. been a very rainy Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. It's kind of a pain in the ass. We, we can make rain angels when we leave. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like my house, all my windows are open. Because it's warm out. Yeah. It's yeah. like t-shirt weather outside. Yeah, it is. And I think it was a little warm last Christmas as well, but, you know. Not like this. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. You know, Matt asked us what our best Christmas gifts were, but I don't think. Well, did you ever answer? I did that, not. Was it, was it your King Kong Bundy set that one year? <laughs> It was probably this year when I got King Kong Monday <laughs> comic books. Uh, no, I have two that I would say would be, would be the coolest. Uh, first one was a shared one with my brother um, when we got our Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got us, like, you know, games and such. And that was really cool. Um, and the second one's when we first got our VCR as oh, the family. Yeah. And it was the family present. Back when VCRs were, like, half a grand. Yeah. Great. And then the first movie that and they bought me. as a microwave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And the first movie that I got with when we got the um, VCR was Universal's Frankenstein. So oh, that nice. was really cool. That's also. perfect. That's perfect. That yeah, really very perfect. fitting. Yeah. So those are my two favorites. And then, of course, over the years, of, I can tell you when I got what Masters of the Universe figure <laughs> and, <laughs> and all that all that jazz, but I don't want to bore you guys with that. Uh, uh, I'm sure that'll be a Rotten Ink podcast in Probably. the future. Or a Rotten Ink uh, post. Probably. I'm sure you still have them all too, right? No, I do not. Oh, oh not on the Masters of the Universe. I, I kept some of them. Like I still have like my original, like Beast Man and and uh, He Man, Skeletor. But some of those I gave. Uh, I had a, a set of cousins that, um, like their dad lost their job and all that, so they didn't have like a bunch of toys. So at one time I let like gave them like a mm-hmm. bunch of toys that I had that I didn't play with anymore and that kind That's of thing. awesome. I try. Nice. <laughs> But those are my favorites. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, it's, uh, it's pretty positive, and it's a rarity for us, so... <laughs> it's nice and quiet. With, with it's nice and quiet now, so... Uh, we should drift off to uh, Chris, Christmas land, America oh, land. Okay. Is Santa on his way? He is. <laughs> Yay! Let's go bake some cookies. Thanks, night. <laughs> Not Sandman. Oh, Santa Man. Santa Man. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks for spending another Christmas with me. Yeah. Thanks for bringing the movie. Um, no, sorry, no sorry, and no, no, mean no personal offense by not enjoying it as much as you fellas. Oh, that's fine. Just, that's that's the joy of movies, music, comics, and everything else right. in life. The right. kind of people who would take a personal offense if you didn't <laughs> like the same thing that they liked. Are horrible people. Right. right. It's not like I made Black Christmas. Right. <laughs> you were that telling too. me it was right. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, he just told you uh, Wolf Hunter 2 is terrible, but in a great way. I did. All I did is act as a werewolf in that thing. (laughs) I think he knows. (laughs) But also, you know, know, I'm I'm sure there are people out there. there, uh, I don't know if anybody's heard about this or not, but there's a new Star Wars movie. There is? Yeah. And uh, there are a certain faction of Star Wars fans who, if uh, they find out that you don't like Star Wars... Take it as a great personal. Oh offense. yeah, oh yeah, that happened. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, and that is uh, stupid. Yeah, and there's something wrong with those people. Because <laughs> in the end, just a movie, guys. It's mm-hmm. true, and also terrible movies. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I'm actually really excited to. Oh well, yeah, I haven't seen the. Well, I haven't seen any since Phantom Menace. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you didn't miss much. Until, no, that's what until, I've heard until this one probably. Yeah. You know what? That's fine, but I have zero interest. Yeah. Except I did want to know what BB-8's mission was, and I had to pry it out of somebody, <laughs> but now I do. See? That's oh, all you want you me to tell you what it is? Oh, I already no know spoilers. <laughs> Let me tell the whole movie to you. No. Can we just take the rest of this podcast and I'll just explain shot for shot what happened in the movie? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Start with the crawl. Okay, so the crawl. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you upset the fact that you know that there's a crawl there's now? There's a crawl in this movie. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Spoiler. All right, well, now the cat's determined to fuck up the podcast, so we should probably just end it now. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.